0: Greetings. This is Chokwe Antar Lumumba, uh, and I just wanted to take an opportunity to commend and congratulate my good friend Reverend Buckley on 13 years of service of your church and community, uh, Pastor. I must say honestly that any time that I've had the privilege to attend K Chapel while you were giving a sermon, uh, I have been amazed at how the Lord has used you to deliver the word. Uh, you are uh, a a righteous and honorable man of God. Uh, we're blessed to have you in the city of Jackson. And I know that your uh, parishioners are certainly blessed and thankful for your service uh, and your continuing of your uh, the legacy of your family in service of the church and community. We love you. Uh, I'm regretful that I cannot be there with you, but know uh, that our hearts and our prayers and our mind uh, we're all uh, there with you in, in spirit and, and support. Thank you and God bless you.
1: Members, friends, family of k Chapel. to those who may be joining us for the first time today, to my brothers and sisters in Christ, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior. I welcome you into this time and this space and into his presence, and I thank you for being a part of today's service. Today is not just a normal worship service. Don't get me wrong we still intend to testify of his greatness. We still intend to sing of his goodness. We still intend to say thank you to our Lord and Savior, to thank him for his kindness, for his grace, for his mercy, for his healing power, for his salvation, for his comfort. We still intend to say, Lord, we thank you. But in addition to our traditional worship service, today is the time where we stop take the time and celebrate once again the anniversary of our pastor. Today we celebrate 13 years of service, 13 years of leadership, 13 years of dedication, 13 years of devotion, 13 years of discipleship, not just to our pastor, but also to his wife, our first lady, Sister Buckley, to his son, Jonathan, and to his daughter, Anna, Today is the time where we simply say thank you and celebrate once again the 13th anniversary of Pastor Buckley and his family. If I were to be honest, I would freely admit that this is not the celebration that I had in mind. First and foremost, in my mind, I was sitting there instead of standing here. In my mind, The church would be packed with members. In my mind, the pastor and the first lady would be taking their seat of honor there on the stage. In my mind, we shook his hand, hugged their necks, and told them how much we appreciated them. But we are not living in traditional times. If I were also to be honest, I would say that my first impression was that this is not the time, that we should wait Wait until the things that I had envisioned could take place. Wait until we were no longer under restrictions. Wait until we could gather together in this place once again. But then as I stopped to think about it, I realized that while this may not be the best time, it may actually be the ideal time. You see, when you're able to step back in crisis and still see leadership, then is the time to recognize it. When you're able to remove yourself from the chaos that exists in this world today and still see the governing hands of our God and Savior, then is the time to acknowledge it. So while today may not be the best time for a pastor's anniversary, it is in fact the ideal time for a pastor's anniversary and for us to acknowledge all that the Buckleys have done for us for this church and our family. First on our agenda today and in our celebration would be a song from the combined choir followed by scripture and prayer from Deacon Driscoll Duvall.
2: Scripture for the morning will come from Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 17 through 19, and they read as follows, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which path is knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy and inspired word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just pause to say thank you. Thank you for this moment to lift you up in praise and just thank you for the abundant blessings that you have bestowed upon us, your people. Thank you for the church, the company of the redeemed and for the local church where believers gather to express their faith and abundance such as what we do here as K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Father, we thank you for the gift of pastor, which your word says you gave to your church to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Thank you for our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, and his faithfulness to your cause, for the Bible says it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Thank you for the love Reverend Buckley has for his wife and family demonstrating a stable health and healthy family. For the scripture says of church leadership, he must maintain his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. Thank you for his thoughtful exposition of your word as he heeds your call to preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Thank you for his leadership in our church services and the orderly manner in which he leads us, seeking to fulfill the biblical call that all things be done decently and in order. Thank you for our First Lady, Dr. Lucretia Buckley, and for her compliment to his leadership and her service and thoughtfulness as well. May you continue to confer your richest blessings upon this ministry couple as they seek to fulfill your call amongst us and thus bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: As our deacon Thickpin would often say, is now part of our service where we can all participate. It is time where we give back to this church and to this ministry just a fraction of the blessings that our Lord has bestowed upon us. I wanna remind you that as you get together your tithes and offering, we are asking each member of this church to contribute $50 to the pastor's anniversary. We all know that some may desire to give more and some may desire to give but don't have. So it is customary at this time that we say to you give as the lord has placed on your heart but while the lord is placing something on your heart let me also offer something to place on your mind during this time pandemics crisis has a way of revealing weakness we've all seen examples of that from our health care system to our government but just as it reveals weakness crisis also manifests strength And I think there are several examples of where our pastor has demonstrated superior strength as we navigate through this difficult time. In four months, we have not missed a Sunday of service. During this time, our pastor has demonstrated his understanding that at times we needed to be comforted by the familiar place that was this building. And during those times, he preached from that pulpit to empty pews as if he was preaching to a congregation of a 1,000. But our pastor also understood that a different platform, this virtual platform, often required a different approach to keep people engaged in the ministry. So in addition to preaching from this pulpit, he has often taken this church on tours of the city. We've seen our pastor preach from the Ag Museum. We've seen him preach from the War Memorial. We've seen him preach from Smith Robinson uh, Museum. We've seen our pastor preach in a stable with sheep. We've seen him preach in an alley complete with alley cat, showing that this different time required a different kind of ministry. While other churches may have struggled, our church continues to grow. Every Sunday we add new members to our roster. We've also made sure that church business continued and the activities of the church continued as usual whenever possible. Vacation Bible School was done virtually. Sunday School is now done virtually. New members class is done virtually. So the work of the church and the ministry of the church continues under his leadership. Recognizing the difficulty the community had in receiving tests for COVID, our pastor partnered with Kroger to administer tests from this parking lot Our church has distributed masks, our church has distributed hand sanitizer, our church has distributed food, all under his leadership. So as God is dealing with your heart, please place these examples of leadership, of devotion, of commitment to this church on your mind. And if you don't pay for anything else, at least pay for the tour of Smith Robinson and the Ag Museum and the alley streets of Jackson, Mississippi. It's offering time, church.
3: People are dying. And people are crying for a savior. To come and save us from this world Now God, I'm calling your name Cause my world does need change In Jesus' name So
4: so is your love, and we thank you that you loved us so that you have chosen to be our God. O wise and powerful God, we also thank you for allowing us together for this shared occasion, wherein we worship you and offer our heartfelt appreciation for your favor upon us. Lord, you have prospered us individually and collectively through the leadership of your servant and our pastor, the Reverend Reginald Buckley. Now Lord, as a token of our gratitude to you and our appreciation for the faithfulness of our pastor of 13 years, we lift these gifts up to you that you would consecrate them to your service and your glory. In the precious name of your son and our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen.
1: So thank you, Reverend Harris, for your prayers of consecration. Uh, We now move to the part of our service where we have an anniversary tribute that will be conducted by our media department. Media. Media.
3: Appreciate it. A mystery It's amazing if how Your patience with me God will never leave
6: You don't give up on me
3: Don't help me Help me to see Like you Like you No matter what I do, hey. Everything's working for my good For our way Let me tell you what it does He hey. says
1: To look to the
5: cross, for when you look at the cross, the state flag must lower its proud head and bow in humble submission. Because the cross stands for reconciliation, but the flag stands for resistance. So the flag must come down. The cross stands for peace, but the flag stands for oppression. The flag flag must come down. The cross stands for righteousness, the flag stands for racism, it must come down. The cross represents victory, the flag represents violence, it must come down. The cross represents hope, the flag represents hate, it must come down. The cross stands for liberty, the flag stands for slavery, it must come down. And when it comes down, finally Mississippi will position herself to move into a reality of herself and her potential. When it comes down, we will be able to see the dawning of a new state ready to leave the ghost of our past and lean into the spirit of light and liberty for all. When it comes down. We will send a clear message to the nation and the world that we are not waiting for the old South to rise again, but that we are committed to raising a new South led by a new generation of Mississippians ready to engage and to include and support the flourishing of all people. So, Mississippi legislator, bring it down. Mr. Governor, bring it down. Mississippi, bring it down. And bring it down right now.
3: you.
7: Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, we, the members of K-Chapel, want you to know that we love you and thank God for the blessing you to us. You may wonder, how do we love you? Well, after 13 years, let us name at least 13 of the ways. K-Chapel loves you all the way to the moon, all around the earth and deep at
6: the big blue sea. We are grateful to God for blessing us with you. You have been an outstanding, Pastor, you have been an inspiration to our soul. You have lifted us up in all of ways. You are the shepherd that God has sent to his people. God bless you. We love you, Reverend
8: Buckley.
7: We love you for interceding for us and believing in us when we've lost hope.
8: Pastor Buckley, we love that you are patient, kind, understanding, and generous with the word of God.
7: After the destruction caused by tornadoes and when water was hard to find, you made sure our seniors at Kate Courtyard needs were met.
9: Even during this coronavirus pandemic, your leadership skills have shown as bright as the morning sun, and that's why we love you.
8: Rem Buckley, your leadership has provided peace, joy, relief, and comfort, and you have motivated us to stand in the word that has been embedded in our hearts.
2: For fathers and husbands like me, We love the way you respect your family, the love you show for your beautiful wife, Lucretia, and the tender way you care for your children, Jonathan and Anna.
9: We love the example you set for your father and mother in honoring our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: You
5: are a man of God who is without any doubt rooted and grounded
0: in love.
8: Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, we love you as you love us this kind of love surpasses all knowledge for we know that god our father is love thank you so much for being the kind of pastor that we need for times such as these
2: pastor buckley your devotion and dedication here at k chapel is very apparent and
10: appreciated during this 13-year anniversary celebration we have something very special we want to say to you.
7: Praise the Lord.
10: This is a very special message just for you.
8: Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, our dear past 13th anniversary. May God
7: bless you and strengthen you and keep you in his love. I remember you. I remember when you was a baby. And, and you know what, don't tell nobody. But I said, that's
8: our baby. Praise the Lord, we love you. May God restrain you and keep you in his love and keep you strong because he is your strength. And he love you, we love you. May God bless you and your family.
9: In recognition of your 13th year as pastor, of K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, we salute you. We are grateful for your vision. We are humbled by your dedication to us. And finally, Reverend Buckley, we are inspired to become all that God has ordained us to be as we live in the word of God that you not only preach, but teach.
3: Congratulations to you and your family. We We love you, Reverend Buckley.
9: We love you, Reverend Buckley. We
8: love you, Reverend Buckley.
6: We love you. Reverend Buckley.
8: We love you, Reverend
5: Buckley. We love you, Reverend Buckley.
8: We love you, Reverend Buckley.
2: We love you, Reverend Buckley. We love you, Reverend Buckley. We love you, Reverend Buckley.
7: We love you, Reverend Buckley.
6: Praise the Lord for you. We love you with all our
5: hearts.
1: So now we're at a part of our service where we hear a word from god we'll first have an introduction of our speaker from sister monique montgomery followed by our combined choir and then after that you will hear the voice of our guest speaker reverend tony montgomery thank you
7: good morning first i'd like to say thank you to Kate Chapel and to pastor buckley and first lady buckley thank you so much for having us here to celebrate your anniversary. We are so happy for you all, and congratulations on such an awesome achievement.
10: Uh, Good morning, everybody. Uh, On behalf of uh, the greater St. James Church family, me and Ms. Montgomery, uh, Pastor, I wanted you to know, man, we're leaving you a little something, you and the family, uh, and we wish blessings and peace on the both of you.
7: I've been asked to introduce our speaker. Our guest speaker is from Columbia, South Carolina. He's the son of the late James T. Montgomery and the late Dorothy Montgomery. He graduated from Lower Richland High School in 1984 and he's a 1989 graduate of Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. I met our speaker at Antioch Baptist Church North in Atlanta, Georgia, during the 7.15 a.m. worship service when Pastor Cameron Alexander asked us to introduce ourselves to the person on our left and right. I complied with the request and introduced myself to the person on the left. When I looked to my right, I said, my, 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 what about that? There to the right was the man of my dreams and the apple of my eye, the light to my fire and the tip to my talk. There to my right was my Mr. Right. Our guest speaker is the former devoted and dynamic pastor of Missionary Union Baptist Church in Columbus, Mississippi, where he pastored for over 22 years. Currently, he served as the illustrious and proud pastor of Greater St. James' Missionary Baptist Church right here in Jackson, Mississippi. He was recently installed there in June 2019. Our guest speaker is the best father in the world to Sarah Marie, Dylan Brooke, and T.J. Basketball, Montgomery. Our guest speaker is the smartest man I know. He exemplifies great faith like Abraham. He's a resilient dreamer like Joseph. He's a mighty man of valor like Gideon. He's strong like Samson, motivating like Moses, and wise like Solomon. Our speaker is ambitious, bodacious, courageous, motivating, outstanding, spirit-filled, tenacious, humble, wonderful, and zealous. Our speaker today is good-looking, and he resides at Ephesians 5.25, where it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Our speaker today is my honey. He's my boo. He's my steady love and he's my baby daddy he's my devoted husband of 27 years our speaker today is pastor tony a montgomery
9: senior
10: Why not you pray with me? Lord, we're so thankful for this moment of preaching and teaching. We're especially thankful, God, for our good friend, Pastor Buckley, First Lady Buckley, and the Kate Chapel Church family, and for this invitation. And God, we just ask right now, you would do as you do always for all of us. Speak to us. We need a word from you. We need to hear from you. Lord, if we can't hear from you, what shall we do? We need you more right now today to show us in your word your perfect way because there is no other way for us to live. So speak, O God. Speak to situations and speak to circumstances. Speak to those whose backs may be against the wall. Speak, O God, to this man of God, your servant. For it is our prayer and our request that you would speak to us. For your people do hear. It's in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. To the K Chapel Church family, to our honoree for the day, Pastor Buckley and First Lady Buckley and the Buckleyites. It is such a privilege and pleasure to be here for. I haven't been in this city very long, but Pastor Buckley and Sister Buckley have befriended me and my wife, and we are so thankful for that. We're more thankful for the opportunity just to be here in the presence of God's people, even virtually. And so, Cade, uh, it's I'm excited. I've worshiped with you, uh, maybe unaware to some of you, to others. uh, We do have friends here at the Cade Chapel Church, uh, but we had such an exciting time worshiping with you. But thank you for the invitation to allow me to stand where your pastor stands every Sunday and especially on his pastoral anniversary. And so uh, let me do this. Let me, let me go to the word of God. Uh, and uh, if you could turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 17. And then uh, let me read a couple of verses for your hearing, beginning at verse 8. That is Exodus chapter 17, beginning at verse 8. It says this. Now Amalek came and fought with the Israelites in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go down and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the mountain or top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, Aaron, and her went up to the top of the hill, and so it was when Moses is, when Moses held up his hand that the Israelites prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Verse twelve says, "But Moses' hands became weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, and Aaron and her supported his hands." one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Verse 13 says, So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I want to, for a few minutes, hang my hat, really, uh, on verses 12 and 12 through 13. And I want to put a marquee out in front of this text this Sunday, Helping the pastor to hold it down. Helping the pastor to hold it down. And lest I forget, let me thank my wife. Uh, she's the bread to my butter. And uh she she just she blows me away with the introduction. I try to live up to it, but I can't always. So let me thank you, honey, for again such a gracious, 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 hyperbolic introduction. All right, so listen, uh helping the pastor to hold it down. Pastors spend so much of their time helping people. It's easy for those same people to think that he doesn't need help himself. Let me suggest and illustrate to you that the pastor's time is really crazy. I was once asked by a young person, what's your day like? To which I held up my cell phone and said, I do what it tells me to do. I move on what the phone is, what what the person is doing on the other end of this phone. It sometimes is a phone call of joy because a young baby is being born, but sometimes it is a moment in which I need to gather my own self because somebody has passed away or some tragic accident has happened in one of the members life. So I am controlled by the phone. The pastor's time is a crazy time and some people wonder what does the pastor do? What does the pastor do? He is all and always counseling and then making court appearances and writing reference letters, studying and preparing, praying and visiting, answering phone calls and making phone calls, planning and casting vision. Can I tell somebody that the pastor's time can be a crazy time? There's much to be done in a pastor's life. There's so much that he has to do, what? To hold things down. But I want to propose this morning real quick, uh, Pastor Buckley, that no matter how visionary and legendary a pastor is, even the pastor every now and then could use some help holding it down because it's hard to hold it down all by yourself. And every now and then, if we could just get somebody who would say to us, Pastor, I'll help you hold it down. But here in our text, I've got a poor foundation. Let me do that first. Here in our text, we meet the Amalekites. Malekites, they were, were descendants of Amalek. Amalek uh, is, is, the, is the grandson of Esau and the great-grandson of Isaac. Uh, the Amalekites—they uh, were a fierce nomadic nation or tribe who lived in the desert region of the Dead Sea. Part of their livelihood was made by conducting frequent raids on settlements and carrying off their bounty. They killed for pleasure. And, and then one of the greatest insults, uh, just so we can see how the Amalekites' name uh, would play on people, one of the greatest insults to an Israelite and to their culture was to be called a friend of Amalek, to be called a friend of Amalek. And, and so here's, here's the problem. So here in, the, in Exodus chapter 17 are the Israelites entering the region of the Amalekites. The Amalekites uh, took took the Donald Trump approach and and saw this as a perfect opportunity for growth and pleasure and profit. But but this hostile tribe, as they were moving, uh, they moved on the wrong people. They moved on the wrong people, the people led by God and his main man, Moses, uh, because they were trying to come against the wrong crowd. And here in the story, we also meet, we meet Joshua for the first time. We meet Joshua. Joshua, you will recall, later became the great leader who brought uh, God's people into the promised land. And, and And as a general of the army, he was gaining valuable experience for the greater battles that he would face later to come when he became the leader himself. Here in chapter 17, verse 10 through 13, we find Moses the legendary lawgiver and leader uh, giving battle instructions to Joshua. He he told Joshua, "Hey, choose some men and go out to fight uh, with Amalek." And and he then told Joshua, "Tomorrow, uh, I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand." And Bible students will recall that uh, the rod that he is talking about is the same rod that that he would use to what turn the Nile River into blood. The same rod that Moses would use to also open the Red Sea so the children of Israel could, what, walk around on dry ground and walk through the Red Sea. And then, how about this, the same rod that Moses uh, was holding in his hand, uh, uh, he he, he then, he goes, watch this, he takes the rod, took the rod, and, and Aaron, you know who Aaron is, right? Aaron is his brother. And then watch this, her, who is her, her is said to be Miriam's husband. So he's got his brother-in-law and his brother with him. And watch them, somebody, watch them as they go to the hilltop with Moses. Aaron and her stood by Moses' side during the battle and held his arms up to ensure victory against Amalek. And again, I want to propose something. I don't care how visionary and how legendary a leader is. He still needs somebody to what? Help him hold it down hold it down, hold it down, and so wait a minute, Pastor Montgomery, you you got me thinking, and when I'm thinking, I'm also asking questions, and, and in case somebody missed the question that has to be raised, the question that needs to be raised on Pastor Buckley's anniversary is how do we, how do we help the pastor hold it down? Because maybe somebody out there at Cade is still questioning, I want to help, but they don't know how to help, so so he, in particular Cade Chapel, how do do you help Pastor Reginald Buckley what hold it down because he is a visionary and with every passing day he's becoming more legendary by the day how do we help him hold it down well you know I'm just gonna tell you today I use I'm usually a three-point preacher but today I only got two because I don't want to keep Reginald from the celebrating moment that's coming. Watch this. Watch this. So first of all, I want to suggest this. In order to help Pastor Buckley hold it down, the text suggests you have to be down with what he's doing. You've got to be, number one, down with what he's doing. Look at me. Look, look, look real quick at verse 9 and 10. There in verse 9 and 10, He gives Joshua, Moses does, instructions. And the text lets us know Joshua did what Moses said for him to do, and he fought with Amalek. But not only Joshua, not only Joshua, but watch this. Aaron and her went with Moses to the top of the hill. You see that? Now I wish I could tell you that everybody is always down with the pastor but but look but in my 23 years of pastoring and pastoral experience and observation let me tell you they are not always down with the pastor they are not I wish they were but but everybody's not always down and don't you know that the pastor the pastor knows that you ain't always down Moses knew Moses knew that his congregation was not always down with what he was doing. They had already, go back and check the record, they had already complained against him in Marah because there they were led to what was bitter water. Forget the fact that Moses had the power to do something about the water and did. No, they complained first with what he was doing. And then, watch this, they had already complained against Moses in the wilderness of sin between Elam and Sinai. They contended with him in Rephaim when they got thirsty for water and Moses had to turn around and bring water from a rock. So Moses Like all good leaders, just like you, Pastor Buckley, Moses knew that the congregation called Israel and the congregation called Cade is not always down with what you're doing. But watch this. But here in the text, they are down with Moses. Joshua, watch it, is down. He is out there doing what? Fighting with with, with Amalek. And then watch this. Aaron and her are down, and they what? Went up to the top of the mountain with Moses. Can I ask you a question real quick, K-Chapel? Are you down with Pastor Buckley? Are you down with the vision that he has uh, set in place for your church family? Are you down? Because if you are down, then he can what? Hold it down. He can hold it down. He can hold it down. Look, look, there's a quote that says this. Surround yourself with supported people. Surround yourself with supportive people. Surround yourself with supportive people. Got to illustrate this for you. Got to illustrate this for you. Uh, I was watch, I, I, I'm was i a media person uh, because of my children. I'm a media person because of my children. Uh, all three of them uh, are, are media savvy. They are media savvy and, and they always sending me stuff. And so the, I, I've learned to not just uh, allow stuff to be sent to me every now and then. I'll send something back to them. And so I came across uh, something the other day on Instagram and and it was of two Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguar uh, fans, uh, players who, who were discussing, watch this, whether or not one of them could give a towel to a toddler. Yeah, whether he could give a towel to a toddler. And and obviously, this was only something that they did uh, to real Jaguar fans because here it is. Keelan Cole asked Chris Conley, uh, can I give a towel uh, to the baby? Can I give a towel to the baby? Uh, uh, Chris Conley asked, what does a baby need with a towel? And then uh, Keelan, Keelan says this, uh, Keelan says, Well, the baby is a fan. And watch it, somebody. Watch Chris Conley pull from his person, his towel that they usually only give to super fans at Jaguar games. Give that to Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole then runs over and gives the towel to a baby. Hold on, somebody. And the crowd goes crazy. YouTube goes crazy. Uh, ESPN goes crazy. Why? Because not just because the baby got a towel, but how about this? Were you watching it really close? Because here it is, that Keelan Cole needed the support. He needed the support of Chris Connolly to give the towel away. But watch Chris Connolly, the leader that he is, not only uh, gesture that it is okay, but give the towel and support what Keelan Cole is trying to do. Can I help you K-Chapel and ask you again are you down and supportive of what Pastor Buckley is doing? Somebody ought to find the wise word of the R&B singer Brandy and tell the pastor on pastor's anniversary, I just want to be down. I want to be down with what you're going through. I want to be down pastor with you want to be down, want to be down, in order to help the pastor hold it down, you have to be what? Down with what he's doing. But then watch this, Cade. And I'm, a, I'm a, look, look, watch this. I, I told y'all I, I try not to preach long, but watch this. In order to help the pastor hold it down, the text suggests, finally, and this is the roof, uh, you have to prop him up when what he's doing gets him down. Oh, somebody ought to shout right there. I I feel a shout in my own body. I feel a shout coming on. Watch this, watch this. What did you say, Pastor? Yeah, in order to help the pastor hold it down, you have to prop him up when what he is doing gets him down. Ah, uh, I'm still in the text. I hope you haven't closed your Bible and I hope you have not yet closed your Bible app down because here in verse 11 through 12, it is recorded that Aaron and her supported his hands. Joshua, watch this, was down in the valley fighting. He was doing his part to help Pastor Moses, what? Hold it down. He was doing his part to help Pastor Moses, what? Hold it down. But then don't miss the contribution that is being made by Aaron and her. Verse 11 says, and so it was when Moses held up his hands, what? Israel prevailed. They were, what? Winning. The verse goes on to record, and when he let his hands, what? Down, Amalek prevailed. Keep reading, through, keep reading, keep reading. Moses' hands from holding them up so long. The text says, so, so watch this. They became what? Heavy, heavy. They became heavy. And then watch what the text says. So they took a stone, put it up under Pastor Moses and told him, Pastor, you sit down right here. Sit right here. And Pastor Moses, being tired and weary, sat right there. And then watch the rest of what happens. And Aaron... And her, watch this again, supported his hands. What? One on the one side and one on the other side. It's called, watch this, shouldering responsibility. Shouldering responsibility. Every now and then, Pastor Buckley's workload will get so full that he needs somebody, anybody, and everybody, what? To shoulder his responsibility. He can't make every call. He can't make every visit. He cannot make it to every event every now and then, even if he does, sometimes he will need somebody like Aaron and her to what? Go for him or go what? With him. Yeah, go for him or go with him. Watch this. I, I, I uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if many of you were able to uh, watch the documentary on Representative John Lewis uh, just just the other week, entitled "Good Trouble." Uh, Miss Montgomery, she is such she is such uh, a supportive uh, wife. She's just she's she's that she she's that chick. She's that chick. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, uh, I'm more blessed for it. Watch this, because she's the one who told me, "Hey, we need to watch documentary." On uh on Representative John Lewis and and I know everybody else just watches for entertainment but but I watch for some serious theological reasons and as we were watching uh I, I recall that that there in the documentary uh that there is a poignant and powerful tribute yes being given to a living legend and and a call to action arguing that the work of fighting racial justice is not yet done. Oh, yeah, well, well, in the documentary, his sisters uh, were talking about how John uh, just could not go in the field. He could not go in the field like the other children. And at that point, when John was growing up, they were, what, picking cotton, Picking cotton, picking cotton, my mama uh, my mama and my grandmother uh tell me all the time uh, used to tell me all the time about their days of picking cotton in the fields and how they would pick so much cotton but but here it is, John Lewis grew up in that same time frame and and John's sisters were talking about how John just could not go to the field john John was a bookworm and and so watch this so so watch what happens. so his older brother, Edward, who is now deceased, told his father, look. Uh, Daddy, just just send on John. Send John on to school. Send John on to school, and 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 I'm gonna pick John's. I'm gonna pick my share of cotton, and I'm also gonna pick John's share of cotton in the field. I'm gonna shoulder his responsibility. I, I'm gonna shoulder somebody his responsibility. K- K- Kate, can I ask you another question? Yes, I'm full of questions. Can I ask? Will you shoulder? Pastor Buckley's responsibility. Will you, like Aaron and her, hold his hands up when he gets tired while fighting for injustice like he did just a couple of weeks ago to help bring down the flag here in Mississippi? Will you, like Aaron and her, will you hold his hands when he gets tired while fighting against redlining, lending in our side of town? Will you? Like Joshua, go down in the valley and fight against the community's ills and maladies. Will you like Joshua go down in the valley and fight against our enemy racial discrimination? Will you, like Aaron and her, hold up his hands when he gets tired while fighting against uh watch this COVID-19? COVID, not COVID-19, COVID-45. You catch that on your way home. Will you shoulder? some responsibility, Cade? Will you stand in the gap, Cade? Will you accept some responsibility, Cade? Because here it is, and I'm done. That's what Jesus did. Jesus, one dark Friday, on a hill called Calvary. He showed it, what? Our responsibility. Come on, somebody. There he was. He was innocent, and we were guilty. But Jesus said, I'm going to shoulder their responsibility. And they didn't nail our hands, but they nailed his hands. They didn't pierce our side, but they pierced his side. They did not nail our feet, but they nailed they nailed Jesus' feet. And watch this. He hung his head and he died. Yes, he did. But you know what? I know I'm young, but I'm a bit old school. Yes, he died. He died one Friday, and they took him down from the cross, put him in a bar or two. But somebody knows that early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave. How did he get up? Because somebody was shouldering even Jesus' responsibility. God got him up. God gave him all power. And to help, Jesus it that. Okay? I got to go. Thank you for the invitation. When COVID is over, y'all got to come see me, and I will surely come see you again. Until then, we wish you peace and blessings upon you, but especially upon Pastor Buckley, Sister Buckley, and the Buckleyites and the Cadites. Blessings and
8: We have come to this moment in our service where those of you in the listening audience have a chance to participate. We have what we call the ABCs of salvation. The A is is an admission. We all have to admit that we have sinned and fallen short of the grace of God and since we are not perfect then this is a time for us to do Self-examination. And then the B is believe that Jesus Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the, the C is for confession of our faith. Confess that you know God and then confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Here at K-Chapel, you can join by Christian experience, a candidate for baptism or a letter, meaning that you're coming here from another church. And we also accept people, anyone under watch care, If you're a student in our area you see on your screen right now a number that you can call and you can commit today that you want to be a disciple of Christ. This is our appeal. This is our invitation to Christ.
4: Good morning, on behalf of the Cage Chapel Church family, all the auxiliaries, all the members, all the friends, this morning we are honoring our pastor. And pastor, I want to say personally that you have been a blessing to me and I'm sure that you have been a blessing to this congregation. And we want to give you a small token of our appreciation, and we hope that you will be with us for many, many more years.
9: Good morning, Kate. We are grateful to God for his sustaining power and his faithfulness towards us. We hold ever more tightly to our faith, for it is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We are reminded of Jesus' own words, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. We offer our thanks to you for 13 years of support and encouragement as we co-labor to do God's will on earth in this community at K Chapel. We are especially grateful for your dedication to honor Reginald and his service to Cade in the face of extraordinary circumstances and multiple restrictions. And while some things, no, many things have changed, some things have not. Your expression of love is consistent and it endures as evidenced here today. Your willingness to keep pressing forward and the creativity that has been exhibited are characteristic of K-Chapel and the program committee. We are blessed by God, and K-Chapel, you are one of those blessings. Thank you for organizing the Motor K to allow members to express their love and support for our family. And thank you for organizing today's service we are encouraged and we stand ready to continue to do his will and to serve you thank you
11: grace and peace unto you beloved there are words written by the apostle paul that probably come closest to my feelings right now he writes in philippians chapter one i thank my god upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel From the first day until now, from the first day 13 years ago until now, you have joined with me to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ in ways that only the Holy Spirit could have directed. From the days of serving as my dad's executive pastor to now serving you as senior pastor, you have walked, we have walked together by faith, allowing God to guide our path in an unknown yet an expected future. You've watched our children grow, and you've helped them to deepen their faith in God and in the people of God. You've prayed for my wife through physical illness, and you've shown yourself to be genuinely committed to the caring of our family in meaningful ways. So like Paul, every time I think about you, I give God thanks for you. Thank you for praying for me, to have the strength to serve you. Thank you. Thank you for the privilege that you have given to me to preach to you each and every Sunday and to pastor you by walking with you through the chapters of your life stories. Thank you for being patient and giving me time and space to grow into and use the armor that God has uniquely suited for me. For keeping us in your prayers, on your hearts and in your minds, I am grateful. Now. We walk together through a different kind of moment. One that we could not have predicted. And Yet, none of this has surprised God. I take comfort in knowing that this season we're in is, in fact, has been ordained by God for us to walk through it together. And in walking through it together, I am absolutely convinced that we will find the grace, the strength, and the hope to continue to worship, grow, connect, and serve together. My thanks to the program committee for making this day possible, to all of the leadership of this church and to all of its auxiliaries who minister with grace and with faith, to all of the various teams that make ministry impactful, I thank you. To my parents <laughs> who constantly pray for us, and to my children, Jonathan and Anna, to my wife, Lucretia, thank you for walking these 13 years with me. I am absolutely convinced that there is great glory to come after this. And in fact, God is being glorified in and through all of this. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer.
6: Good morning, there are two ordinances in the Baptist Church. One is the ordinance of baptism. The other is the Lord's Supper. On this morning, we will partake in the Lord's Supper. But just before we do, let us have a word of prayer. Our Father, which are in heaven, we come to you, first of all, thanking you for your many blessings. We thank you for waking us up on this morning and given us another chance to become closer to you. And dear Lord, we pray that you examine each and every one of our hearts. And if you find anything in it that shouldn't be, we pray that you will remove it as far as the east is from the west. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, and the wine. And after he had prayed, he said to take eat. This is my body that was broken for you. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And in that same order, he took the cup, And repeated it and said, this is the blood of the New Testament that was shed for you. And as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Afterwards, they sang a song and went out in the Mount of Olives. And now the benediction. Our Father, which are in heaven, as we prepare to leave this place, but never your presence, Father, we pray that you will lead us and guide us down the path of righteousness for your name's sake. These precious prayers we do pray in thine darling son Jesus Christ's name forever. Amen.